Action. Welcome one, welcome all, greetings online community. You should get pumped because we are starting a new series called All the Rage, focusing on Echo's core values, planned on being inspired by what the Word of God and learning about more of our main focuses here at Echo. Echo Church, we want to say thank you for your investment into Echo. Thanks for giving to and through Echo. We can't wait to unpack some of our generosity vision for 2022 in the next series starting in just a few weeks called Test Me. We are so pumped to be a part of a bigger than us vision for our community and this world. And you get to play a part. If you are looking to give, you can do so today through our website, text online to 84321 and give. Enjoy Echo Online Service. Are you pumped? <laughs> <laughs> Why, Lord?
Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. We just come to you right now and we acknowledge the power of your presence and we just welcome you here, God. I pray right now that you will fill our hearts, fill our lives, God. I pray for the holy transformation that is happening right now. God, we just lean into you today and we ask for you to continue to give us life, to give us fresh perspective, God. Take our needs, take our burdens, take the joy that we have, God, and we just give it back to you. And we just thank you for today. We thank you for being able to dedicate these children to you, God. And right now, I just pray for every single person in this room to sense your presence, to sense your peace. God, give us hope that is eternal, God. Give us a love that surpasses our feelings, our emotions, or where we're at right now, God. We just lift up you and we give you the praise this morning in your holy and precious name. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to Echo. Yes. You can all have a seat. My name is Christy Cass. I'm one of the co-lead pastors here alongside my awesome husband, Andy. And we are excited for today. It's going to be a very special day. We are dedicating some children. And before, yes, you can clap for that. Before we get started, I just really want to take a moment too for the people in this room who have had a year or a season where you are not parents yet and you have a heart and you feel called to be a parent. And I just want to recognize you today as we dedicate these children that we are dedicating your desire and we are dedicating your dreams. Whether you have lost a child or you are in the waiting season or you are in the adoption season or you are still waiting just for that next chapter, I just want to recognize you today that we do not minimize that. This is a day that can be honestly salt to your wounds or your heart and I just want to pray and as we dedicate that God sees you we see you and we are praying for just supernatural work to be done for your desire and your dreams all right amen all right at this time for the people who are dedicating their children we'd love for you to come up you can come across um, in front of the stage here so Jocelyn yes come on up and just spread out so, Jocelyn, she has a child here. here. Here she comes. Her baby girl was worshiping. Keep, go all the way across. And you guys can just take a step forward so people can step behind you as we pray, okay? That's perfect. Just take one step forward. All right, so for those of you that are wondering, what is child dedication? We believe that these children are not only a gift from God, but it is the power of us recognizing who they are, what they're called to, and us giving them back to God, right? There is scripture upon scripture that Pastor Sam here will be sharing, but our heart here today is that we believe that these kids are not only future world changers, but they are world changers today. Amen? And so they have the power and the capability of changing the lives around them. They teach us lessons on the daily. And we hope to leave the best art for the world to see. We look at these children as they are curators that we get to watch cultivate their lives, that they are a masterpiece and that God has gifted us with them and that they are a living proof of how awesome Jesus is. Amen? And then we also have a phrase here that we always say little echoes, big world. And so these kids have a big echo, I think, and that they have the echo that it is our job individually as parents, as families, as a church body to teach them what it looks like to live for God. And then that they get to echo that to their friends, to their family, on the playground, 
and even just singing during worship when they're just training, we're training them up, guys. So it's powerful. All right, Sam. Absolutely. So the Bible is pretty clear on the importance that children hold. In Psalm 127.1, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. We can build our children up in many ways. We can build them up with affirmations and teaching them responsibility and discipline. But if we are not creating a foundation of faith in Jesus, all that is in vain. Verse three and four say that children are a heritage from the Lord, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. I love that analogy of them actually being a weapon for God's kingdom, that we don't diminish them just because of their age, but that God sees them and that they are important. We, when we remember that and when we recognize that, we can create a culture of God's inheritance and then we can create legacies for years and years to come. We at ECHO are committed to remember um, this when it comes to our families. Number one, that children are not our own, that they are a gift from God. We are not the owners, we're merely managers, right? God, I'm letting go of control. <laughs> we know that they will be by our children's side. We understand that we are called to cultivate and care for our children. We see that God gave us our children and therefore we should give them back to God. We see that example in 1 Samuel with Hannah. Hannah begged and pleaded and cried out to God for years for a child. And it wasn't until she promised, she said, God, I swear to you, if you give me a child, I promise I will give him back to you. And when she did that, God blessed her with a child. So that she then in return blessed uh, God back with her child. And it's because of that that we saw Mary and Joseph then dedicate Jesus at the temple years later. So today at Echo, we're gonna do our best to follow that example. And two, I just wanna say, when we were worshiping, that we, we say that it's important, but also we're willing to take the action and show that kids are important, that they are not a distraction, that when they cry out during worship, that's not a distraction. That's glory to God for the miracle that he brought here, okay? When they're yelling and screaming and we all kind of get a little tense, like I'm trying to focus, that's not a distraction. That's there's breath in their lungs. There's joy in their heart. They are a beautiful miracle created with emotion that we are called to cultivate and care for. And I just wanna challenge all of us that when those difficult and maybe sometimes hard situations come, that we can give glory to God. That we can say thank you for bringing this breath of light into this world so that they can go out and make a difference for your kingdom. We truly, truly believe that these are little echoes in a big world. So good. All right, at this time, parents, if you agree with me after I say this statement, simply respond with, we do. We publicly declare that we trust God with our children. We do. All right, one more. And parents, if you would agree with me, simply say, we do. We declare that we are committed to cultivate and care for our children and to model a Christ-like faith. We do. Church, this is where you come in. If you agree with the statement, simply say, we do. In return, we ask you right now as a local church body, Echo Church, will you help with this task? Will you commit to praying for these kiddos? Every single day when you see them, simply cheer them on, say a little prayer, help the parents. When you, when you feel like you need to reach out, send them a text message. It can be anything just to show them that they're not alone. And let's just re be reminded right now that it takes a village. If you agree with the statement, say, we do. Awesome. At this time, we're going to have our staff come up and we're going to pray for all these children. We believe 
There is power in prayer. If you feel comfortable, you can extend your hands out as we pray. And we're going to go down the line. There's also, I think, extreme significant when you look at children and what their names mean. So we're going to speak those out right now as well. And we're going to start with Emberly Sky. Emberly Sky means contagious enthusiasm, and Lord is my God, which I just love. So let's just pray for Emberly. God, we just come to you right now, and I just lift up Emberly to you right now. And I just thank you so much for her parents, Tate and Carissa. And I just pray right now that her life is contagious, God. I pray for purpose and I pray for the joy that she brings. And I just pray over purity over her life right now. And I just pray that you will just set her apart. You will call her by name. And I just pray that she makes an impact today and tomorrow, God. We thank you for her life. We thank you for this gift that she brings to us right now. And we lift her up and dedicate her to you. Amen. Amen. Next, we're going to pray for Vander Eugene. His name means good man and noble. How beautiful is that? Lord, thank you for this good man. Lord, when I think about the Ryans family, I, I should think about how they strive for goodness in their life that they, they strive to be more like you, Jesus, to do the right thing. So I just pray that, Vander, you are a man of God, that you strive after the strength of Jesus, that you strive after his tenderness, God, that, you that he, he strives after just your grace and your mercy, that he is a protector to his sisters, and that he just grows up knowing that he is, in fact, a man of God. Amen. All right, we have sweet little Olivia Valentina, and her name means peace, beauty, healthy, and strong. And we're going to pray over her right now. God, I just lift up baby Olivia to you right now, and I just thank you for her life. God, I just pray that you will just continue calling her by name. God, I pray just for discernment. I pray for peace and I pray for hope, God. I pray that she hears your cry and hears the purpose that you have for her, God. Right now, we just lift up her life, her precious life, God. And I just thank you for who she is, who she is going to be, God. And I just pray right now that you will just continue using her life, God, teaching us on a daily basis, God. And we just dedicate her to you, God. And we just pray for Rodney and Jocelyn that you will equip them as parents just to be able to have enough to offer every single day, God, that they can surrender to you daily for just strength, God, in parenting her, God. And we just lift her up in your name. Amen. With Kinsley Grace. Kinsley means royal victory and grace. And so we're just going to pray for her. Jesus, we just come to you right now, and I just thank you for this beautiful girl, God. I thank you for the gift that she is, God, that she is loyal and that she is set apart, God. And I just pray over her life. I pray for purpose and meaning, God. And I thank you for the joy that she brings, God. And we just dedicate her to you today, God. Thank you. Amen. Let's move on to Oliver George. Over here, your name, it means peace and worker. And Lord, I just pray for this precious boy. Lord, I pray that he is a worker of peace for your kingdom, that in a world of chaos, when he walks in, people feel your presence, Jesus, that they feel your goodness, that they feel your love, that he is a piece of harmony in this big puzzle. God, we thank you for his beautiful life. Amen. All right, we're going to pray over Owen Kurt. Owen means noble, courteous, and brave. 
And if you want to, if you guys feel comfortable, you can extend your hand out too as we pray. God, we just lift up Owen to you right now. And I just thank you for his life. I thank you for who he is, God. I pray that you will just give him crazy amount of strength, God. I pray for perseverance. And I pray, God, just that you will give him a breast shield of righteousness, God, a helmet of salvation, God. And I just pray over his life to be a warrior, God, that he is called to change lives, God. And I just pray right now for the passion within him that it is birthed in him today, God, and that you will continue carrying him, God. And we just dedicate his life to you. We claim it, God. And we just lift up his parents to you today, right now, God. Give them the courage to fight off the battles every single day. In your name, amen. Amen. Next, we have Peter Allen, who's so peaceful. <laughs> His name means stone and harmony. And Lord, we just pray. We pray over this sweet little boy. God, we pray that he truly is a rock for you, that he leans on you more than anything else, God, and that in that he creates a safe, welcoming environment. God, we pray that he is just strong in his faith that every day he puts on his armor of God and he walks out and he lives for you, Jesus. We acknowledge you, God. Amen. All right, and then we get to pray for this little lady. This is Natalie Jane. Natalie means God is gracious. And let's just pray for her right now. God, we just come to you right now and I just lift up Natalie to you, Lord. God, I just keep hearing the word purity over her life, God, and I just pray for purity. I thank you for the love that she brings, God, and I just thank you for Josh and Hannah, God, and I just pray right now for unity within their home, God, and I just pray for them as they teach her the ways it looks to live for you, God. I pray right now for creative ways, God, right now, and I just lift up Natalie to you. I pray for her life to be a transformation, God, and I just pray for her to be a courageous leader today in your name. Awesome. Next over here, we have Micah John, whose name means who is like God and graced by God. Lord, thank you so much for Micah. Thank you for just filling him with so much life, with his spirit of goodness and joy that he brings to every single room. Lord, I pray that his life is set apart for a purpose on a purpose, that the things of this world don't wear him down, but he stands strong. People say, what is different about Micah? <laughs> well, he is one that is like God. He is graced by God, and we see it in his relationships as he grows. May we see it just in his life, in the work that he does and how he loves on those around him. We thank you, Jesus, for Micah. Amen. Amen. All right. We have some sisters here. Hey, oh. I love dedicating siblings together. I think it's super powerful. So we have Benson Ann, and your name means the blessed one and favor. And then we have Caden Louise, and your name means born of battle and famous warrior. All right, so let's pray right now, okay? <laughs> I love it. All right, God, we just come to you and we just lift up these beautiful girls to you, God. And I just pray right now for the relationship as sisters. I pray for purpose, God. And I just pray for the battle that we can feel like we're up against in this world, God. But I pray that you will show them that they are princess warriors, that they are strong, able, and capable, capable God. And I just pray right now for them to have 
a crazy amount of faith, God, that surpasses their age and understanding and that you will just come alive in them. God, I thank you for their amazing parents. And I just pray that for unity, for their family, and that you will continue just leaning in and teaching them and guiding them. God, be our guide. And we just lift up these girls to you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, let's all clap for these beautiful children. Thank you, families. about all the rage I think about like trends you know anybody into trends um, and uh, someone no one's in uh, someone's not in trends over there but uh, everybody you know the rest of us we get sucked into them a little bit I think I remember the very first uh, trend that I got pulled into and, and I've, I've shared this on on different occasions uh, the trend that I got sucked in was tight rolled jeans uh, and that kind of dates me and my time. And anybody, anybody remember that? And I had this conversation with my mom. I, it was just like when the, the, the world of trend came, like my eyes were open to the world of trend. I was having this conversation. I can remember exactly where I was having that conversation with my mom in, this, in my living room. Uh, and I said, Mom, I said, you know what? It is so cool to roll your jeans, tight roll your jeans. I said, this trend, and I didn't say trend, but this will never go away. And if you can just imagine a mom just sitting there laughing and shaming me, that's how I, no, I'm kidding. No, she was like, here today, gone tomorrow. Everybody say, all the rage. And I was thinking, you know, uh, 2000, I was thinking, why not go through some trends in the 2010s, what we just kind of navigated. Like, I want to be able to relate to everybody in the room, not just the 80s and the 70 babies, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and so I was thinking, I kind of looked it up. How about this? Uh, in, the, in the 2010s, uh, one of the things that I found on Google is all, it was all the rage to wear Crocs. Do <laughs> you guys remember that? How many are wearing Crocs today? I, I feel like that's actually all the rage right now, too. They're, they're re-emerging, you know what I'm saying? Just like the mullet. Come on, everybody say. Yeah. Which, by the way, my goal in 2022 is mullet, okay? Yeah. Come on. Can I have some support here? I go church? Okay. Okay, Randy's coming back at least. How about this uh, in the 2010s, you know, between 10 and 20, the Harlem Shake? or known as the Bernie, I think. Is that, is, is that true? Is that the same thing? We lost Sam up here, so I don't really know. You, you guys know the Bernie? Isn't it something like this? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll never do that again. 2010, some of you, there's some like people here visiting, they're like, oh, the pastor is strange. Yes, he is. Uh, how about 2010? All, it was all the rage to do the ice bucket challenge. Okay, raise a hand, anybody do the ice bucket challenge. You know how many times I got tagged, tagged by that and I never did it, confession of the soul. Uh, how about this, 2016, it was all the rage, um, um, but kind of scary, uh, it was clowns. Do you guys remember that? When like clowns were just like randomly walking around, you know, in the dark or in a field or any, anybody remember that at all? Okay, okay. Someone really loves Halloween over here, so. Um, <clears throat> But I remember when I was growing up, you know, uh, I remember I lived right next to cornfields and just for fun, because we were bored out in the middle of nowhere, we would walk through cornfields and then we'd start trying to like evoke fear by telling each other that someone was chasing after us or someone was gonna grab us through the stalks. And anyway, and a total, uh, let's, let me move on, okay? Uh, <clears throat> how about this, uh, all the rage, 
between 10 and 20 somewhere, uh, Baby Shark. Any kids, fans of Baby Shark here? Any parents, can you sing it? Ready, three, two, one. <laughs> Shut up, okay, be quiet. Anyway, I wanna have a little fun because today I wanna to read, um, I'll eventually go into a scripture um, in the Bible that is actually pretty serious. And uh, how many of you are like me, you read some scripture and you're like, oof, there's some weight to that. And one of those scriptures has to do with children. And today with, with the child dedication, uh, I hope that, that this is a, a spectacle of, um, of our commitment to our children here at Echo Church. And, and, and I believe it's, uh, it's a picture of the ongoing commitment uh, that we wanna continue to trend towards our children because we just happen to believe that children are all the rage. We actually believe that they, they are our most important asset in the world. And, 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 and I just believe that. And I, and I don't wanna lose, um, lose one of the, the founding reasons and why we planted the church in the first place. When Christy and I talked about planning the type of church that we wanted to, to start and then started engaging our friends, one of the things that we kept on going back to is we wanna start a church for our children. And I don't wanna forget that. And, and at the same time, I wanna, um, kind of do this disclaimer because there are some of you in this room and you're single and, and we, we love that and we honor, honor that. At the same time, um, you were a child at some point <laughs> and uh, you, you, what you need to hear today is no matter how old you are, you are a child of God and God cares for you and he wants us to carry that same type of intensity and care for the children around us. And so we have it online, we have this as kind of uh, one of our founding values uh, of Echo Church. It says, children are a precious gift. Guiding our children is a collective adventure and with God's help and our dedication, we hope to leave behind the best art collection for this community to see. And uh, today what I want to do is I want to take just a few moments and talk about the importance of investing in our children. Now, again, before you check out, because you don't have children or you don't have children yet, or you have, um, you know, like you're just glad to be an empty nester, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I wanna tell you that everything that I read today is by minimum, minimally you could walk away with some leadership lessons, leadership lessons. And so today, for those that are checking out right now mentally, just, just check back in, understanding that if you wanna be a better leader, then apply some of these concepts that we're gonna bring up today. And so hard words, this is it. Matthew 18, verse six, hard words from Jesus. If anyone causes one of these little children, uh, one of these little ones, uh, those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around the neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Oh, shoot, man. I mean, it's not very nice. This is Jesus. Jesus is saying this. He's, he's sharing this to his disciples and those that are, are listening. And, and, uh, and, and, and when I read these intense words, I think about how heavy it is. And so I actually thought, you know what? I need to kind of uh, counteract the heaviness of the statement. We love children, Cordy. We do. Let's hear it for <laughs> If Cordy wasn't my friend, I wouldn't have done that. Okay, anyway, I'll, I'll buy you lunch this week, buddy. Um, 
quick moves there. Um, but what, what, uh, with such a heavy comment uh, about children and the care and the concern of children, uh, what I want to do is just kind of flip on the other side and just have a little fun and just embrace the fun part of children by watching this YouTube video that caught my attention last night. So check it out. Chris, if you got it. <laughs> Come on. Anybody relate to that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's like when you feel like, you know, your, your heart, your mind, and you just feel like there's a great weight upon your shoulder. And as parents or as grandparents or super uncles or maybe you're babysitting, it's one of those things where you're like, man, are you sure Jesus really meant that in Scripture? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, that's, that's where, like, temptation kind of creeps in. Uh, but what I want to do today is... Um, um, is, is, is I want to just acknowledge that there is a weight and a responsibility that we're called to carry within the church for children. And what I want to do is I want to voluntarily step up to the plate and do this. Because I think that's part of this scripture is it's, uh, it's, it's, say, it's really acknowledging that we have this great responsibility. We have this calling in our life, but yet it's, it's just weighty. And, and if we don't live up to it and we do the opposite, there are some consequences to that. And, uh, and, and so what I see with Jesus and, and, and the way he interacts with people in his culture is he really truly uh, flips the script into the cultural norm. Because the cultural norm of the first century wouldn't be like, let the children come to me and putting much care and concern about them. Uh, but it would be putting a lot of emphasis on the father and his role and, and his responsibility and, and, and how he can kind of rule and reign over his family until death. And Jesus comes in and he starts kind of like flipping that script. And I, and I just kind of want to lean in today. If, if we're going to become curators of tomorrow through our children, so our, our, our children might be the best art for the world to see. If we're going to play the part that God wants us as a church to play, then, then I think there are four key scriptures that we need to talk about today or four key leadership principles. And so again, if you don't have children, I would... I would, I would uh, I encourage you to apply these to your leadership and, and no matter what kind of leadership role you might be in. So uh, the first word that I want to go to is this, is number one, if we're going to become curators of tomorrow, if we're going to be the best leader that God's called us to be, is we've got to begin to position ourselves as guides. Everybody say position. 
We've got to learn how to position ourselves within the influence uh, or an influential type of surrounding. And again, if it's with our children, cool. If it's with our workspace, awesome. Uh, but what we've got to do is po- begin to position ourselves as guides. And, and uh, when, when we started, actually, Courtney and I and my wife, I remember in our, in our uh, kitchen, um, kitchen we we put up this big really large white board or white piece of paper across uh, uh, my dining room wall and we were considering about what kind of terminology what kind of vision what was the Lord really beginning to speak about uh, Echo Church and one of the th- one of the books that I read actually uh, and, and actually Courtney I and Christy all read uh, was uh, Built Story Brand and one of the, the the key principles that really started to grab a hold of me in that book was beginning to teach me that I am not the hero in the organization, but you are the hero. And, and I think a lot of times, uh, even as parents, and I'm not sure if we ever would say this out loud, but sometimes intrinsically we can start thinking this is, is like, like it's, it's not re- we're not really the hero in this scenario, but what we're trying to do is build up a hero to walk into the world and succeed. And what, what that book really began to illustrate is illustrate the importance for us to step into whatever leadership role that we're stepping into and really position ourselves as a guide. But then finding the importance of stepping behind or stepping next to someone and really encouraging them to step into their calling. And so uh, the one thing I think about positioning ourselves as a guide is this, is we cannot lead our children somewhere we will not go ourselves. <laughs> you cannot lead a coworker somewhere you're not willing to lead your Self. And as I begin to think about some of the people that begin to speak life into, and you really begin to guide me in my walk, I think of my old pastor, one of them, uh, and many of them actually, but one particular one named Evan. And I had mentioned this uh, the other day. He began to teach me how to run sound. And he began to just, like at a very young age, just infuse a little bit of like worth and value and, and teach me how to do a few things. And it really began to give me a little bit of... Um, confidence in who I was. In fact, one of those confident boosts I remember happened even when I was in kindergarten and I was doing some art and uh, we, were, we were drawing our family and Mrs. Mertz. How many remember your kindergarten teacher, by the way? I remember my kindergarten teacher. And I remember she pulled, she like was hovering over me and she goes, oh, great job, Andy. And then she grabbed my paper from me and she said, class, now this is how you draw your family. And what she showed to the class was me drawing stick figures. But isn't it significant that she positioned herself as a guide and made me almost the hero in that moment that many, many years later, I can remember that story and I can remember it vividly. And I think that's what God's calling us to do is position ourselves as guide. I, I have other people in my life that, that have spoken life into me, and including my mom and my dad. And then I think of my late aunt who uh, had lupus most of her life and had a couple kidney transplants, my dad giving her one of his. And I remember he, she was just this inspirational character who, who um, you know, was absolutely normal, uh, but loved me to the teeth like almost perfectly. And, and, and one of those moments that I remember, funnier moments, is I was a really picky kid growing up. Anybody else picky in here? 
I remember she made me sit at her kitchen table and stay on her table for many, many hours because I wouldn't taste the mushrooms. <laughs> uh, but but she, what she did is position herself, God, to try to encourage me along the path. Now, you know, I won that battle, but anyway, the, she sure tried. Deuteronomy uh, 6, one of my very first, or one of my very favorite scriptures in scripture says this. It says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all your strength. And these are the commands that I give you today that are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads and write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. My question to you today is this, is as a guide of people, a guide of your family, a guide of your children, um, uh, maybe your extended family, my question to you is this, is your faith alive? Is your faith active? And if it is, what are those things that you're carrying around every day? And it might even be physically, it could be internal, that are reminding you to be that guide in every specific scenario. And the only reason I bring that up is because when our children get the flower and they throw it all over our family, the last thing we want to do is to be a guide in that very moment. Can I hear amen from a parent? The, the, what we want to do is step into that scenario and, uh, and pray the Lord keeps their soul. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm just trying to throw this out here as maybe we as leaders should be, can begin to position ourselves as guides. Hear about this. How about this? The second um, thing to become uh, really to be uh, curators of tomorrow, better leaders. How about this? L lead would be the word to lead. Learn the art of role modeling. Now here's, here's a scripture, Exodus 20, 12. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Now this is where this message pertains to every single one of you. You all have mothers and fathers, or you at least had a mother and father. Maybe you had someone who stepped into your life to even play that role. I know it's not just simple all the way across the board. But I will say this is, are you leading with honor no matter how old your parents are? You guys are way quieter than you should be there. Because <laughs> part of it, I think, is you're like, you're looking in the mirror going like, oh, shoot. I thought that was only, that only really pertained to me when I was a little, you know, I was underneath the roof right? But in scripture, according to Exodus, it says, honor your father and mother so that you might live in the land the Lord your God is giving you. I'm just wondering if we could become better leaders, if we could be better role models, is if we would begin to, uh, we would begin to role model, we'd begin to be examples of people of honor, people of honor. How many of you know that your children are sponges? And if I had a sponge and, and I had a vet and I just put it in there and had some water in there, it's quite possible that that sponge would suck up all that water and leave that vat empty. That's how your children are. And I'm telling you, one of the things I grew up learning is I listened to my parents and I listened to how they spoke about their parents, good or bad. Everybody say, oh me. How about this one, the third, third word to become curators of tomorrow, become better leaders, attitude. 
They're a gift, not a responsibility. They're a gift and not a responsibility. Psalms 127, Sam read it just earlier, but I think it's worth reading again. Unless the Lord builds a house, the builder labors in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guard stands watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those he loves. Now, now, I don't know about you, but when I read the first part of that Psalm 127, I begin to read responsibility. I stay up late. I build the house. And, and, and what, that, what happens is this, is when you make any effort in any area of your life, you become uh, committed. There's this commitment, and with commitment, there's responsibility. But then when that all kind of starts like stirring in your heart, it starts changing the attitude of your heart and your mind. And this is where I think it needs to change. It says this, children are our heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, warrior, a child or children born in one's youth are born in one's youth. Blessed is a man whose quiver is full. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. What I'm trying to present is this, is God is calling us to check our attitude today. Are we looking at our children? Are we looking at the people that God has called us to influence as a responsibility or truly is it a gift? I got to be honest, man. I talk to pastors all the time, all across uh, the, the nation, really. And, uh, and sometimes when I'm listening to them, man, it feels like they're, they're, more, uh, excited, or they're more disappointed in the responsibility than they are excited about the gift of the calling that God has on their life. That the people become the burden instead of the gift. I'm just throwing it out there, man. I just wonder if we can just flip the script today and allow the Lord to begin to renew our attitude. In fact, I would just say this. One of my favorite moments at Echo, and it traditionally happens during the second hour service, and I'm preaching, I'm speaking, whatever you call this. Uh, and uh, one of the moments uh, that I, I, I truly enjoy is almost every Sunday, there is this collective scream from children right below me. Do y'all pick up on that ever? Do you ever hear that? You guys call come to first. You don't hear it. But uh, second service, we have, uh, we have one of the leaders in there. I think it's Nate, and I think Mark is to blame for that too. And it's one of those moments where, like, oh, man, I, I think, like, it could really, really mess with my attitude because I could be looking at this moment going, this is the most significant thing that's happening here on Sunday. But I'll be honest, when I hear it, I believe and I remember and I remind myself that that's the most significant thing happened in the house today and in that very moment. So like, do you know what I'm saying? Attitude can swift or shift. It can go from one way to another. But I'm just telling you, man, when I hear that collective scream from downstairs, man, it just fills my heart with joy. So you've got a goal next week or next hour, Mark, when, you, when you're down there. Make sure we hear them. How about this? The fourth word, celebrate. Celebrate. I believe that we need to learn how to celebrate. And I do need uh, to just throw this one idea out. So I believe we need to begin to celebrate with those who celebrate children. 
I believe that people who work with children, who are called with children, are called with a purpose and a plan, and it has a higher calling. And, and if you don't feel called yourself, then I believe you're called to celebrate and encourage those who are encouraging children. That's why it's just an, it's a simple decision for me to go and send a bunch of donuts and coffee to teachers and, and uh, in schools just to say thank you because I want to be a church that comes along the, uh, along the side people who are fighting and contending and supporting the, the, the most important asset of this church. Can I hear a man in this, in this community? And now I see Nate. Nate right there is the one to blame downstairs. And so how do we celebrate with people? We begin to bless them. We begin to encourage them. We begin to help them. I'm telling you what, the people who should be best caffeinated in this church every Sunday morning are our children's workers. They should never have to buy a coffee. They should never have to stop the Starbucks because you're delivering it for them. How many of you are sitting in service right now and you're like thanking God that your children aren't sitting with you? I'm serious. I'm telling you what, we are gifted. We have gifted individuals here. We are gifted by them. And I want to be a church that celebrates those who work with our children and those who work with our teens. Can I hear an amen? amen. Is anybody thankful here? That's what I'm saying. Luke 18, this is what I, I love this. Jesus says, but Jesus called the children to him. And he said this, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who receives the kingdom of God like little children will not receive uh, the kingdom of God like little, little children will not enter in it. And Mark 9.37 whoever, uh, Mark 9, 9, says, whoever welcomes uh, one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And today, I, uh, band, you guys can come up as we prepare to close. I just want to take a moment and I want to honor and I want to be thankful and I want to encourage those who are encouraging our children. I just want to tell you, you are a blessing. You are a gift to this community. We see you, we appreciate you. For those that work for and with teens, that's where my heart is. For 15 years, I was able to do that. And I never would trade those moments, but you have a higher calling. And I wanna say thank you. I want to bless you today, this morning. Jesus, this morning, as we, we think about those people who celebrate children, who encourage children, who bless children, who fight for children, we pray a blessing over them. 
God, I think about the story about, about Abraham and how you blessed him to be a blessing in that same way in a very significant manner. I just pray that the oil of your Holy Spirit would come upon the workers right now, just beneath me right now. For those that are in this room just receiving, God, I just pray that you would go ahead and give them a, an abundant blessing that is beyond themselves, that God, they could walk into a scenario, walk into a conversation, walk into an opportunity to minister, to share a message, to give a hug, God, to, 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 to go to a, a, a football game, to watch someone cheerlead, whatever it might be. God, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would be upon them. God, I would pray that even in this very moment, as people are listening, that you begin to call us, they're on the sideline, to step in to make a difference in our children's lives. That God, you would solidify calling, that you would solidify a passion, that you would solidify patience, because we need it, Lord. God, I pray for parents as, as it is our upward calling to lead and to guide our children. I just ask that you would begin to, God, help us from within first. That God, some of us, we, we carry, uh, an attitude that just needs to be rewritten. And today we just ask your Holy Spirit would come and do that. God, I just ask that you would begin to help us become better role models, that God, we would uh, be able to position ourselves as guides, that you would call us as adults, you would call us as grandparents, you would call us as parents, you would call us as singles, you would call us as teens to go places deeper in you. So God, that we would be able to step in and lead people around us at our job, in our home, God, in our neighborhood. In Jesus' name, amen. Anybody need to hear that today? Only three. The rest of us were like, no, we're good. You're not parents yet. That's the problem there. I go to church. I'm going to ask that you would stand up. And What I love about this church, what I love about Echo Church is this, is we're in this together. And every week we come to this part of the service and we lean in to Jesus because we all just acknowledged that we can't do it ourselves. That we need his help. We need his salvation. We need a rescue from him. And many of us, we've, we've done this, we do this over and over, but I do understand there are some of you that walked into this space and you may be far from God. You feel as if you are far from God. And today is an invitation from God to say, take a step towards me. God looks at you as a son or a daughter and his care is weighty upon your life. And he's been waiting for you to just knock. God promises if you knock, he will open that door unto you. So Echo Church, if you don't mind, as there are people who may pray this for the very first time, let us pray. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, 
you died and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name, in his authority, amen. Let's take a few moments and just press into Jesus today. Like a river 
phrase Andy said this morning that I got to be honest kind of punched me in the stomach responsibility or a gift made me think of a couple things one it made me think of family picture day I used to describe family picture day as hands down the worst day of the year you know you know and and it made me think and then family picture day made me think of something else which is we're getting close to Christmas time and so some of you are going to take your kids to go see Santa and a lot of your kids are going to scream and yell and you're going to be like trying to bribe them or do something and I just want to tell you let your kids scream and cry because it's a way better picture down the road like just it's just a little piece that's just a little extra but I've been thinking about this responsibility or a gift you know I don't know about you guys but if you have little kids you clashed with some kids differently than others. And this morning I was clashing with a kid in my house and I was just frustrated. And I kind of, I felt like if in a moment there could have been like a referee that was like, hey, listen, here, throw the flag and say, listen, if you would have just been, a little patience here would go a long way. Just a little bit of patience right now to me, not to the youngest, but to me. Hey, just a little patience here is gonna go a long way. But I didn't see it. And then my wife texts me later, and I'm like, oh, I just should have been a little patient there. If I would have shown a little bit of grace. And I love the idea. I just want to reiterate this. Those who work with kids and youth need to be celebrated. 
I mean, come on, let's just celebrate those people again. You know, they, the people in this church might only serve our kids for an hour a week or a couple hours a week, but man, am I grateful for those couple hours. Man, am I grateful for our teachers and for our counselors and all the people in our schools. It's just a powerful thing. Uh, I'm super grateful for our youth group here. I'm super grateful for our kids' ministry here. Uh, it blesses me in ways that I can't even comprehend, and uh, I'm just super honored to be a part of that. We like to celebrate here at Echo. Can we celebrate maybe those that are new for the first time today? We are so glad you're here. And we like to celebrate another group of people, maybe those that said that prayer for the first time or the first time in a long time. Come on, let's celebrate. 